And welcome to Bedpans and Bullshit. This is our second episode. Our second episode. I'm so excited. And can we talk about how much support we have gotten? Oh my God. Since we posted the first one. It has made my week. It seriously has. has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. Like, people were just texting me and being like, hey, girl, listen to y'all's episode. Loved it. Yeah. We were so nervous. I was, I mean, and I'll, I'll be honest, I listened back to it a few times. And, you know, you're always your worst critic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Oh, I wish I had added that. But you know what? You know, we're all we're all yeah. learning together. This is a working progress. Is so, it a, a work in progress or a working progress? Work in progress. Yes. This is a work in progress. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. No, never. But everyone's support really meant a lot. I know. Yeah. It really has. People, random people were coming up to me at work. No way. Yeah, it was so cool. Like, oh man, I listened to your podcast. You guys are awesome. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Because <laughs> if the first one's awesome, we, we can only get better from there, right? One, one would hope. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this episode's going to suck. I hope your, your standards aren't too high, you guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, um, so tonight we have a game night together. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I love game night. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been to like a legit game night in a long time. Well, you've been telling me about the Pictionary game that you have and you're going to bring it. Yes, um, I got Corey. <laughs> okay, so we love games. We have all types of games and we love to play games with any couples that come over to our house. <laughs> um, <laughs> can no you- singles allowed! <laughs> Tell me you're 30 without telling me you're 30. (laughs) Um, And I got a new Pictionary game, and it's like almost a wand that you can Bluetooth or connect to your TV. That is going to be so much fun. And you can draw with it in the air, and it shows up on the TV. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think we're definitely going to play that. Yeah. I want to try it. Yeah, we'll have appetizers. A lot of people are coming. Um, Maybe too many people. Oh, really? I thought it was going to be like five of us. We'll end up seeing, we'll see who ends up coming. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's honestly, it's just going to be a surprise for all of us. <laughs> I love surprises. We'll see who saw the ad in the daily newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make an open invite and put it on the internet. Um, <sighs> we should just dive into some stories. We really should. Yeah. So, okay. Before we even start, I want to say, when you did your Heimlich story last week, Yeah. It um it reminded me of a Heimlich story that I also had. <laughs> Love a good Heimlich story. No, seriously, you could go your entire life and never do the Heimlich maneuver on someone. So this <laughs> yes. is crazy that we've both, both. done it. <laughs> Hopefully the the one and only time we both oh will. Oh my god. It was this it was seriously the scariest thing that I've ever had to do. I feel ya. Because like you said in the previous episode, You've only done it on dummies. You've only yes. done it on mannequins and yes. like and thrust. Yep. And thrust. <laughs> and you're like in real life, you're yep. praying and thrusting. Well, and then also you have to like hope and pray that in the moment, with all this adrenaline rushing through your body, that you can find their belly button. Yeah. Because you're supposed to find their belly button. You're supposed to locate it. And I'm like, how do I do this? I know. I'm like, what if I'm thrusting the heart right yeah. now? <laughs> I don't know what's going on on the other side of my arms. <laughs> So let me tell you what happened. I was working at a hospital and I was going in to give this gentleman his daily medications. Mm -hmm. And it was a different culture than mine. So I'm not sure if it was a culture thing or just a couple thing. But this man was a capable human being. Okay. Uh Independent, alert and oriented, had two working arms, (laughs) but yet his wife would feed him. 
Okay, so he was sitting, dangling on the side of the bed for breakfast, and I'm coming in with meds, and she's spoon-feeding him the oatmeal. Stop it. As he's sitting there on the side of the bed, she's just, and like, we didn't wear masks back then, and my nonverbals are pretty loud, so I am literally looking at her doing this, and I'm like, what the... F. What? <laughs> You're like disgusted. I did. I was like literally wanted to be like, bro, why aren't you feeding yourself breakfast? Yeah. You're a grown man. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I'm i introducing myself and I'm like, that was weird. Yeah. But I go back with the meds a little bit later and he's sitting in the bed and I'm about to hand him this cup of meds and the wife takes it out of my hands. Oh my God. And as she, in one failed swoop, she removes it from my hands and tosses the pills in his mouth and then gives him some water. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he starts choking. Oh my like God. he is drooling oh my God. and he is doing a universal sign for choking. And she starts screaming, somebody call a doctor, somebody call a doctor. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, good luck. <laughs> The doctor. The doctor's not coming. They're man. not coming. <laughs> and I look at her and I go, "Don't worry, I've got this. I've prepared my whole nursing career for this <laughs> this moment right now." I know. And I literally pick this man up out of bed. Where the adrenaline came from, God only knows. All the strength. I'm grabbing him in my arms and mm-hmm. I'm giving him these abdominal thrusts. And meanwhile, he has a belly. Yeah. So I'm like. How do they do it on a pregnant woman? Like, yeah. this is the kind of belly this guy has. And I'm thrusting and thrusting and thrusting and I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. And I, after about four thrusts, I look at him and he's still drooling. Oh, no. So I'm like, oh, my God. And I am thrusting and thrusting. I must have done five more thrusts. Mm-hmm. And he starts coughing. Oh, thank God. <sighs> I sit him on the bed. I am literally hyperventilating. I see he's got a nasal cannula hanging. I almost wore it. <laughs> <laughs> chest compressions or apparently the Heimlich maneuver yes you do need oxygen yourself you think you're in shape until a moment like this until a moment like this and I don't think I breathed once no I was seriously so scared that this man was gonna die so she's hugging the wife is hugging me he is finally breathing and I look over and like five nurses are coming they're like did you need any help I was like do you know what just happened not anymore thank you though oh my god this man was just choking on his pills and I had to do the Heimlich and they're like what I was like yes oh my god I was like oh my god so then this man was supposed to be discharged. I had to tell the doctor that this man was choked. We did a chest x-ray to make sure that he didn't aspirate. And mm-hmm. then we literally discharged him. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I, the whole day, this this happened during morning meds. So, like, right. 8.30 in the morning. Right. The whole day I was thinking about it. And I would just be like, I can't believe what happened. <laughs> like, I was scarred. Traumatized. So traumatized. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will never forget it. Now you probably will never let another spouse give a patient their meds. Oh, no. No. I'm like, no. No. People love to do that when patients are like MPO, Mm -hmm. just had a stroke, just coming out of surgery. Like, I think they need some water. I'm like, I think they need to wake up. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> the oh my gosh, families are so concerned. And MPO just means nothing by mouth. Yeah. Um. So. Families are overly concerned with like, they haven't had anything anything to drink, anything to eat, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you know, they are not alert and oriented right now. So the last thing I want to do is give them some applesauce for them to choke on. I know. What are we? I looked, one family, I looked at her and I was like, do you feel comfortable feeding her right now? And they're like, looking at me, I'm like, because I don't feel comfortable feeding her right now. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway. It's, it's like a lot of that common sense and like that, that rationalization of, of stuff. It just goes out the door whenever you have a loved one in the hospital, which mm-hmm. I can't imagine going through. But just as the nurse, you know, you have to be like, okay, hold on. Just yeah. the voice of the voice of reason over here. Can someone listen? Yeah. The voice of reason. <laughs> Please. I know. Like a referee in that room. God. And sometimes I'm like, I'm 35 years old. Why am I the one with common sense right now? <laughs> On a daily basis, I have very little. <laughs> I know. That's why sometimes I look back on it and I'm like, who trusted to give me a nursing license? <laughs> <laughs> um, but since we're on the topic of talking about stories from our first podcast, mm-hmm. um, we actually had somebody share. Oh my God. Yes. Somebody submitted their story. Someone submitted a story. Um, actually a few and they're, I, they're so good. I'm going to hit every single one of them today, <laughs> but one of them was kind of related to the condom catheter disaster. Oh, yeah. The sex yeah. with Jesus. The sex with Jesus patient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that may have not caught the last episode, there was a patient that had a condom catheter on. So it literally looks like a condom and it's draining their urine because they were not able to use, um, their hands and they kept ejaculating into the condom catheter saying they were having sex with Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So Jesse writes in from Virginia and so she was telling a story about how she thought one of her patients was very possessed and he kept saying that he was having sex with trees trees not Jesus nature wait (laughs) and was this gentleman strapped down he okay yes he was in four point restraints so wait. And he kept trying to bounce in the bed. Oh, I can't. Why do I'm like, people in, why do crazy people in four point restraints think they're having sex? I don't know. I guess it's like a, a I think like it a is bondage. a bondage thing. Yeah, it's like a bondage thing. He had a condom cath on and during some of his crazy delusions, he would ejaculate in the condom cath. Oh my God. Later was admitted to inpatient psych and the sitter had to travel with him. And when they came back, they told us that he was locked up in a padded room and started to ejaculate all over the walls and was smearing and rubbing it into the walls. I, people who are not in the healthcare industry, this is not abnormal. This is not abnormal. Like you, you think that things will surprise you and they don't, but you're like, wow, that's creative. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Reminds me of when one of my patients was smearing their own feces all over a bathroom wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was an interesting day. That was a very interesting day. Um, but, yeah. So, really love that story. Um, kind of piggybacked off of the condom cat story from last mm-hmm. time. And that's the whole thing. Like, 
this podcast is showing that you were in whatever state. This other girl, Jesse, was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And you guys had very similar... Very similar situations. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah. But Jesse actually submitted a few other stories. <laughs> One of them <laughs> still makes me giggle. Um, so Jesse had a patient that was kind of coming down off of a bunch of illegal drugs that they had ingested. So they were clearly hallucinating having conversations with their telemetry box, which is just something that is hooked up to your heart to monitor it while you're in the hospital. (laughs) Patients actually mistake it for a cell phone a lot of the times when they are a little disoriented. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) And their call bells, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So he was clearly having delusions, having conversations with his telemetry box, Um, one of the doctors was in the room, so she was talking to him about the patient, had her back, unfortunately, to the patient, and then the patient started to run out of the room, ended up smacking into some double doors because I guess he might have thought that they were revolving, I'm not sure, um, and then started running into the ICU, and then, just picture this, (laughs) just picture this, Jesse was eight months pregnant at the time. So this, oh my God. This, this poor woman is like running after this, this psych patient. Running the best she can. The best she can. Eight months pregnant trying to chase him. And he was yelling. He was shouting through the ICU when he was running in there. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. So what, what do you think everyone's doing? Ducking. Ducking. They're, everyone's at the desk. <laughs> So everyone was ducking underneath the tables and she kept yelling, it's okay. He's my patient. There's no shooter. (laughs) Eight months pregnant. (laughs) Poor, so sweet to clarify. (laughs) So sweet of her. Um, And then luckily one of the doctors jumped in front of him, was able to kind of redirect him, got him back to his room. The patient ended up um, needing higher level of care and needed to be intubated. So they had to put a breathing tube in him to just really manage him medically. Mm -hmm. And apparently, right before they were trying to put him to sleep, to put the breathing tube in, he looks at Jesse and's like, I was an EMT at one point, so I know how this goes. Just don't fuck up my teeth. <laughs> that is a legit concern. <laughs> um, and he was intubated, sent to the ICU, and then later on was maxed out on all the medications possible and ended up extubating himself. So he pulled the breathing tube out. On his own, maxed out, maxed out. Drugs. I, you know, in especially when patients are avid drug users, I mean, you kind of dig yourself that hole. Yeah. And I mean, we can give you all the medications possible to sedate you and make you comfortable, but if you're just used to having that many medications in your system at all times, I mean, our hands are tied. Yeah. I mean, I know with even sickle cell patients. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them like two milligrams of IV Dilaudid, mm-hmm. 50 of Benadryl, mm-hmm. 50 of Finergan or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're walking the halls. Yeah. And I'm like, I would literally be asleep for five days oh, yeah. if I took that. You would have to Narcan me. You, you, would, you would have to bring me back. Oh, two milligrams of Dilaudid? Yes. I, I, would, I wouldn't make it. No. No. God I wouldn't bless. make it. But no. these people are like eating snacks, <laughs> texting their friends. I'm On like, the phone. <laughs> I know. I'm like 25 of oral Benadryl. Or- and I'm like... <laughs> And can we talk about the people that are on the phone talking to their friends, having a great time, and you walk into the room, hey, what's my next pain med do? I'm in so much pain. Yeah. And then they go back they go back to talking on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't think you're in pain, buddy, but unfortunately I am not at liberty to tell people if they are in pain or not. So yeah. 
And whenever they ask if, some, if pain medicine is due, I'm like, it's never due. It's not a scheduled medication. No. You have to ask for it. No, yeah. I hate when they say that. I'm like, when, when am I due for my next? Well, You're that's, not... kind of, that's kind of actually the right way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you, it's, it's fine. You know what? Just forget it. Just forget it. You, you understand where we're going yeah, with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a really funny story. Yeah, I love that, that she had. I love that she sent that in. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for more. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at work, actually, um, one of my coworkers was like, "Man, I heard your podcast. It was awesome." Oh. Like one time, I had a patient oh, that was in the emergency room, and he was butt naked, oh, and butt ass naked, <laughs> running around the emergency room, love it. punching all of the Purell hand sanitizers on the wall. <laughs> Okay, and he said that they got up to like 18 or 19 before they were finally able to tackle him oh down. And he's like, I don't know why he had such a bad, problem. Yeah, problem with Purell. <laughs> he's like, punch. <laughs> the next one, punch. <laughs> Can you just imagine like being in like one of the bays and in, in the ER in your bed just minding your business and then like a penis just flies by your face and he's just <laughs> punching a Purell dispenser? As soon as he walks past. I know. It's so funny. Oh, God bless. It's funny. I was so glad he told me that because uh, that made me chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> but um, another nurse actually told me a story about mm-hmm. a frequent flyer. Um, she'll remain anonymous, but it was a frequent flyer at her hospital, and she worked for two different hospital systems in the area. Mm-hmm. And she said that this particular patient was a frequent flyer to both. Mm. Frequent flyer means... They're in the hospital all the time. All the time. So they should have frequent flyer miles. Yeah. Kind of like they, they, they go so often they really should start getting discounts. <laughs> just just wanted to give you a little insight into our lingo. So anyway, this particular patient, um, she had him and he had a tendency to call the nurses in for him to be cleaned. Mm. And he would say that he can't do it himself. Stop Meanwhile, it. when he would hit the call bell... She would hear him at the sink. Oh, my God. And she's, she'd be like, he's like, I need help getting cleaned up in here. Ew. And she's like, I can hear you're at the sink right now. Yeah. Clean yourself up, sir. Right. And he's like, I need help. No. You, you are perfectly capable of cleaning yourself up. Mm-hmm. One time, a nurse didn't know that he didn't need help. And she started to, like, wipe him up because he would shit himself. Oh, okay? my God. And he'd be like, I'm sorry you have to look at my little penis. <gasps> Stop. Like, what do you say in that situation? I I know. I want to be like, you're a fucking perv. That's so gross. Nobody wants to see your little penis. You you definitely don't need to be talking about it. (laughs) It's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. So then, whenever transport would go in there, like, if it was a girl, he would ask her to clean him. That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. And there would be shit all over the bed. And this is the worst part. If he would get mad at you... He would shake his belly up and down. <gasps> he would shake his belly up and down while you guys were talking. No. Yes. Oh my gosh, Krista. I don't even know why hospitals give these people any attention. I don't know either. Like, they don't want to help themselves. Mm-mm. They're they're scum while they're here. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When she was telling me the story, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. Oh my God. It was horrible. That's really sad. I know. And that, my friends, is why nurses are burnout. <laughs> they are not paid enough. It's kind of why nothing surprises us. Yeah. 
and when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry I farted, you're like, <laughs> I fart. At least you didn't ask me to rub my face in it. <laughs> That's what my patient asked me to do today. <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. <laughs> um, so I have one more story. And this is also from Jesse from Virginia. Um, shout out to Jesse for yeah. carrying the show today, man. <laughs> Actually, you told me the story, and I seriously think this is the best <laughs> one of all of them. It just makes you giggle because um, we've all found some weird things in the folds of skin before. Oh my God, don't get me started. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that I've found. But um, <laughs> we figured we would end on this story because it's a pretty good one. So one time Jesse had a trached patient come in. So that's someone that just has um, like an airway opening in their neck. Mm-hmm. And so they're receiving oxygen through, through there. So she had a trach patient come in um, and I guess they transferred to Jesse from a different unit. And that previous nurse was giving her report and was like, I am just really confused because there's this green line across her (laughs) belly and I just cannot figure out where it's coming from mind you this was a very obese patient and so oh my god (laughs) so when Jesse asked the patient hey where's this green line from (laughs) the patient said that her neighbor would come over (laughs) and take a broom handle that was guess green (laughs) green And stand behind her and hold up her stomach. Like her skin folds. Her skin folds so that the patient's husband, so now that's a third person involved. There's three people here, the neighbor, the patient, the husband. husband. (laughs) So her husband can what? I'm at the edge of my seat. (laughs) So so her husband could have sex with her. (laughs) First of all... I don't know what they're paying this neighbor, but they aren't paying him enough. We should start a GoFundMe for the neighbor. <laughs> oh you, think Par- you think Planned Parenthood got a lot of money overnight? <laughs> this guy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh so my God. That is where the mysterious green line came from. <laughs> them good for them you know good for them keeping their sex life alive they're like okay we need to make this work how are we gonna do this call the nabes yeah like <laughs> steve next door <laughs> steve we need joe the mood just hit <laughs> <laughs> i know is this scheduled like or is he on call some uh, nights i don't really know obviously it was recent um because she still had the mark there Unless they do it so often, the mark is the mark is just permanent. Yeah. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Well, That's good, thing definitely... it's, good thing it's not wooden because maybe she would have splinters instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh man. Well, that that was that was a good run there. Yeah, so. that's definitely the best story because honestly, <laughs> I think that that's. That's heartfelt. Like that's rewarding. Like that's a feel good kind of story. Um, uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone wins. Everyone wins. Maybe not the neighbor. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Or they, maybe they were like, Steve loves it. They're like, you know what? Steve is into that kind of thing. I think we could ask him. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. 
<sighs> well, I guess that brings us to the end of episode two. Yes. This is exciting. I know. I know. This is this has been so much fun. This really has been. And I cannot wait to hear more stories that people share um, for next week's episode. Yes. Yeah. Super exciting. So with that, we leave you off with, thank you for tuning in to Bedpans and Bullshit. <laughs> Here's to hoping your next shift has neither.